Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode three of Real Talk with myself, Bailey Arredondo. And let me tell you, folks, it's the inevitable. You knew, if you really know me, you knew it was bound to happen that I just had to hop on the mic one day and spit some truth about sports. I mean, come on, man. How can I not? NBA is juicing up with some drama. NFL is in midseason form. And we're seeing both basketball and football at the college level excel this year. It is an exciting, exciting time to be a sports fan. So let's get into it. So one of the perks of my job and what I do is I get to travel around and go to these games, whether it's football, basketball, at the high school and college level. And I get to go to these games and watch these games in a firsthand experience and I get to watch not only what's happening on the court or on the field, but kind of take in the whole atmosphere of what's really going down that day. And what I mean by that is, have you ever been to like a professional sports game and looked around for different kind of things that you don't see by watching it on TV at home? You know, those, those times where a player comes off the field or the court, onto the bench, and you kind of see how they interact with their teammates. Um, you can kind of see how coaches have a different persona or different atmosphere um, rather than what they show on TV. And to boil it all down, you really feel what these athletic organizations are through a firsthand experience. You really kind of feel their overall aura that they're competing in. And personally, I, I truly love looking at games like this. I love going to games and, and picking apart different little things that you don't see on TV just because I'm gonna I'm taking in the value of me going there and being there firsthand and seeing it with my own eyes and how I can assess it in different kind of ways. So something that I see at every game I cover, no matter what sport or what level it is, is different leadership styles. And I take notice to this because I'm a firm believer that it's extremely hard to come by true great leaders in sports. You know, I remember even playing high school sports and even in high school football, I was the most athletically gifted guy or not even close to, you know, a, a reputable starter, but it would just amaze me how many guys I saw on our team in high school that were so athletically gifted, but lacked every and any leadership quality. I mean, straight up, I'm talking about dudes that can ball. Like, these guys were ballers. But they run drills short. They show up late to practice. They skip certain reps. They forget the jersey on game day. Have those guys ever heard of lead by example? I mean, don't get me wrong. I was never in a position to take their spot or to challenge them on the field. But regardless of any athletic capability, if I'm showing up before you and pushing my limits to the max and giving everything I've got to the greater good of this team, how can I look up to you? You know, I value guys that finish plays in practice and on the field. I value players that when I watch these games and a teammate scores, they make the effort to run down the field and to congratulate them. I value guys 
that go that extra mile, not for themselves, but for their team. Because remember, this ain't golf. This ain't singles and tennis. You're on a team. No, no team has ever won with one player. No team has ever been successful with just one or two guys balling out. You got to have depth. You got to have trust. And if you're a star player, not even, maybe not even a star player, if you're the guy, the superstar, the truth, you got to lead. You got you to gotta saddle up and you got to lead. And with that being said, it's time to address those leadership styles that I've seen. It's time to talk about a few individuals that have been true leaders and it has shown through their team success this season and some areas that I believe a few leaders could improve their leadership styles on. So let's get into it. Let's head into the NFL and the who that, who that, who that say they're going to beat them Saints. These guys are for real. These guys are for real. You know, not only is this the best team in football, but they got the best leader in football I might have ever seen. So first, let's just get the facts out there. This team has won eight straight games. They have a dynamic backfield in Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. They got perimeter guys that can go up and get it like Mike Thomas. And they just signed today Brandon Marshall. A guy that can make deep ball threats. A guy that can just go up and get it. Might be limited for his age, but we can see if that guy can still play. But nonetheless, the Saints are the Saints because of Drew Brees. Because of... The leader, the athlete, and the person that Drew Brees is. Have you heard what this guy's pregame speech entails? Have you heard what this guy says to his team? I mean, it fires me up. Makes me want to suit up and get out there. Let me, just, let me just quote what Drew Brees said to his team before they annihilated the Cincinnati Bengals this past weekend. The strength of the pack is the wolf, and the strength of the wolf is the pack. The strength of every man is this team, and the strength of this team is in every man. Now, forget inspiring. Is that not just motivating to you? Does that not motivate you when you hear something like that? This is what I believe great leaders do in sports. This is special. Not what he said, but how he said it. Did you notice that Drew Brees not once said anything individualistic? Not about himself, not about any specific player. I mean, to be literal, this guy didn't even say me or you. And to motivate and be selfless like that as a leader, especially in the position of a quarterback where half your job is to lead, that's incredible. Think about it. A quarterback is going to touch the ball 99% of the times on offense. And if you have a selfless guy touching that ball 99% of the times, a guy like Drew Brees that shows he's selfless and believes that we can't do this without each other, it's going to motivate you. It's going to elevate your play. 
if I'm a receiver or running back, I'm going to be like, all right, let's go. This guy believes in me. This guy believes that we can do it as a team. Let's go and get it. Let's go and get it. And that's what I truly believe separates Drew Brees from the rest. A guy that just gets it. A born leader turned into a quarterback. Great leaders don't find their leadership styles through sports. Great leaders know what kind of leader they are when they come into their sports. And this alludes to one of the most revolutionary, criticized athletes I've ever seen. LeBron James. Now, let's steer clear of LeBron James' accomplishments. Let's steer clear of his past achievements. Let's steer clear of the 7-6 and six start that my boys in Purple of Gold have succumbed to this season so far. Let's talk about LeBron James as a leader. Now, I can't say from a firsthand experience, but I could sure damn tell you, if you're playing at Staples Center three to four times a week, and you're looking up at those Raptors and seeing greats like Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Wilt Chamberlain, Magic Johnson, Jerry West, there's going to be some pressure. If you're suiting up in that same Lakers purple and gold as they did, there's some pressure. I don't know how much, but there's got to be some pressure. And you bet if you're going anywhere in the NBA, you better know yourself before you come to L.A., you better know what kind of player you are before you come to those Hollywood lights. Because this city will eat you up. It'll eat you up quick. This is a city that is known to win. Known to be relevant. So you better buckle up. Now, I'm not trying to say LeBron didn't know himself before he came to L.A. Or wasn't aware of his capabilities and what he really brought to the table. Because I believe he does. I, that guy has a, one of the most highest IQs I've ever seen in basketball. He gets it. He's read that basketball book a million times, front to back. But he might have to go back and flip a few pages. He might have to go back and remind himself who he truly is. Because if you're a guy like LeBron James, if you're a guy that's sitting on a stature like LeBron James... You gotta lead. You gotta lead. It's not in the book. It's not in the outline. It's written all over the pages. You gotta lead. So am I happy with LeBron's play so far this season? Not really. Do I think he'll improve? Definitely. But especially on this specific team, I expect LeBron to be the greatest leader he's ever been. This is the youngest team he has ever played on collectively. And with youthfulness comes inexperience, comes doubt. And LeBron is in that position to eliminate that doubt, to overshadow the youthfulness. So when analysts, fans are watching these games, their takeaway isn't, oh, the Lakers are still young, need to grow up a little bit. Their takeaway is, LeBron James can lead anybody. This dude can lead any troops to a battle. I would straight up go to war with this guy. That's what they need to be thinking. But remember, keep in mind that it will take time. This is his first time in a Western Conference team, and it's going to take some adapting to. But 
set in stone, we got at least three years of LeBron James. Probably four, but at least three. And in those three years, I'm going to be watching. I'm not going to be looking for triple doubles. I'm not going to be looking for 60 to 70 point games from LeBron. I'm going to be looking on how he leads on and off the court, what he says to his team, how he lifts his team up, how they fight adversity. It's all on LeBron. If he can do this, if he can get his troops to buy in to him as a leader, he has the opportunity to get the Los Angeles Lakers organization over the hump and become the greatest franchise in NBA history.